Hello, and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. As always, I am your host, Devin Moore. Today's guest is Andrew Trader Bankson. Andrew is a passionate community member in Denver, Colorado. Born and raised in the city and a Denver East High School graduate, Andrew has spent five and a half years being a part of Project PAVE. The mission of Project PAVE is to end violence by empowering youth to build healthy relationships, first as a youth educator and now as a youth engagement manager. Passionate about helping everyone become the best versions of themselves, Andrew's personal mission aligns with empowering youth to end the cycle of violence by building healthy relationships. Hey, well, hey, um, Andrew. <laughs> Welcome, Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. <laughs> um, it's been quite a day. It's been quite a day. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all right. Why don't you um, start us off by telling us about Project PAVE? Yeah, um, so Project PAVE is a domestic violence prevention and intervention nonprofit. Um, we do a lot of fantastic things here located within the uh, Denver metro area in Colorado. Um, we have a couple of different prevention courses that we get to go out and facilitate. Um, one of them called our Path to Healthy Relationships curriculum, which is designed on building healthy relationships um, from the start rather than going in and tearing down the concept of unhealthy relationships is when you tell a youth uh, what not to do, they want to do it even more. So we believe that if we go in and we say, hey, what is a healthy relationship? What is communication? What is trust? You know, What does it mean to be an ally? Then from there, they have that self-built concept. And when they have that self-built concept, they stick to it a bit more. Um, and that's the primary curriculum I get to facilitate. We also have a, uh, we also have our Brave Woman and our True Men programs, which are designed to talk with young female identifying and young um, male identifying um, folks about healthy masculinity and about healthy femininity as well too. So two other really great um, uh, curriculums uh, within our prevention department. And then our intervention department has a couple of different things that they are doing right now, um, including um, some therapists that we have placed in schools, as well as some intervention specialists who get to go out and do some of their curriculums that they've kind of designed and developed um, to help support youth. Wow, so you guys definitely have a lot going on. How did your journey even start with Project PAVE? Uh, my journey with Project PAVE started when I was uh, 16 years old. I went to East High School and I was hanging out with some friends and for lunch eh, every Thursday, they went to this club. And I was like, well, you know what? I don't wanna be alone by myself on Thursday. So I went to this club with them and just the content was fantastic. The club was called Angels Against Abuse uh, as, East, as East High School's mascot is the Angels. Um, and so just going in there and just hearing these conversations about things that are going on within my school, about things that we can do to make things better, I really, really, really just clicked with that. That really resonated deeply with me and I wanted to do more. And so I just continued to volunteer and volunteer. And eventually that turned into a paid uh, youth position at Project PAVE, which I was able to do for two and a half years. And I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was fantastic. And then I stepped away, went to college, did a couple of other things in my life and Project PAVE reached out to me and said, hey, you know what, we've got this position open. You know, you think we think you might be able to fit it. And um, with all the good graces of life, um, I'm able to be back here at Project Pay coordinating the program that I was once a part of. Wow, that sounds really cool. And so as the youth engagement manager, what are your day-to-day -day responsibilities? Well, my day-to-day -day responsibilities entail uh, facilitating uh, our Path Healthy Relationships curriculum, as well as um, assisting in any potential treatment. Uh, curriculum that may be needed, um, and also supervising our youth engagement program. Our youth engagement program, uh, we like to call our, uh, uh, it's YSEP, our Youth Community Educators Program. 
Um, so we call our youth YSEPers. Um, once again, that is our youth community educators program. And I'm also in charge of managing that, which is figuring out which youth are going to be, you know, potentially facilitating alongside our staff um, or any projects that they may be doing. And over the course of the summertime, and specifically, actually staff youth throughout the summertime. So I will be directly supervising all of the youth that we have staffed throughout the summertime. And just in general, um, continuing to make sure that our, our organization is youth minded and that we have youth constantly wanting to be around the table and at the table working alongside Project Faith. That's really good. Yeah, it's definitely important that we really focus or that you really focus in on youth relationships because that's such a like crucial and vital part when it comes into just all of our lives. Something I really, honestly, I think I always find myself saying this is that because, you know, we're still growing, you know, when, I, when we're at such a young age, we're still growing, we're still developing. We need to learn these things in a positive light, whether it be relationships, whether it be learning to love your love your own self. I know you focus in on that too, just loving your own self. It's such um, it's such an important thing. And so um, as far as like the youth you've worked with, do you have any like interesting stories that they've like done where they just are really showing off how to make that positive impact in their community? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I get to experience a lot of cool things in this role, um, but also being able to, um, go out. We've had some wonderful opportunities. We got to go to Mount View Services Center um, last summer, uh, or not last summer, this past year. And then we got to go to Prairie Vista Youth Services last summer. And those youth services centers are juvenile detention centers. Um, and within that, being able to go in there and interact with those youth and being able to say, hey, you know what, uh, being able to hear them say, we don't have people that come in and talk to us and that treat us like we're normal people. We don't have people that that see us as just kids anymore. And to have that and for them to be like, oh yeah, hey, we want to engage, we want to talk with you all because you make us feel like we're normal kids again. Those are some of the most impactful events. Those are some of the most impactful days and we're absolutely so happy to be able to do it. Um, and so those those are some of my, my funnest days and some of my funnest events. And then also being able to, um, we got invited to go to a church one summer um, as the church reached out and said, hey, you know what, our youth just are not returning. Like they grow up, they get older, they don't want to engage with their parents, they don't want to engage with us. Like, what is the issue here? And at the time, this church was going through a lot of different things. Um, it was very public as well, too. And so I brought that back to our youth and I said, hey, you know what, they're going through some really public stuff and this is really not very pave aligned. But what they're asking is very pave aligned. So I will leave the opportunity to you all as to whether or not we're going to go out and do this. If you all tell me no, then no, we're not doing this. But if you all say, yeah, we can go do this, then yeah, let's go out and let's go do it. And the youth came back and they said, you know what? Hey, even though they may be a horrible organization, what they're asking and the youth that they're working with, it's more important that they get this. It's more important that the youth understand this and they have the opportunity to build this, this skill because if they build the skill, they'll have it later on in life, even if they feel like this isn't the place for them, if they don't feel like they're comfortable here. So being able to hear the youth say, hey, you know what, even though this isn't the best organization, we're going to go out, we're going to go do some work with them. That was really impactful and really powerful to be able to hear our youth um, just say that, hey, you know what, we want to pull the good out of here. We want to say that, hey, there's some good in this and that these youth can have something that's going to be bigger and better was so impactful to me. It just showed me that, hey, collaboration is so important that they want to be out in the community. And that's all I really want to continue to do is my, my personal life mission is to help those around me be the best versions of themselves. And when youth are like, hey, you know what, there's some people that might not feel comfortable here. And if we can show them a resource 
that might help them feel more comfortable, then that'll be even better. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because I know how, like, just it's so like, especially in modern day society, when it comes to just kind of like all the negativity that comes in to a young person's life and all these, this is happening around, this is happening around. And then you see it on social media, which just adds on to that. We need to create a safe space for students to feel, you know, that they can even build a healthy relationship. And I see that you're doing just that. That's why I'm so like, you know, just happy that you're even able to do this in, you know, your environment, in the world, to be honest. And so um, do you think that therapy is a part of um, building healthy relationships? Do you think that therapy plays a, a part in it? I think that therapy has such a negative stigma in this country and uh, a lot of in this world. Therapy is hugely impactful. I think it's hugely important. And I think it is a key piece to building a healthy relationship because if you can't have a healthy relationship with yourself, then that's the most important relationship that you're going to have in life is the one that you have with yourself. So you have to be able to work and build on that. And sometimes you need a little bit of outside help. Sometimes you need someone who has more, who has more answers, who has more knowledge. So being able to go to therapy is something that I think more people should look into. I think it's something that people shouldn't be afraid of or that people shouldn't feel bad about. Like, oh, when people make jokes, ha, 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 they're going to therapy. Like, no, like they're trying to better themselves. There's nothing wrong with trying to overcome your trauma, trying to overcome your past. Because as you get older and as you get older, you'll realize that more people are still kids. More and more people are still children. We still struggle with the concept that even we're adults. And to have and to, to to allow at you know as you get older and older to allow your trauma to still you know sort of dictate your life and to say hey you know what i am this way because of this i am this way because of this i am this way because of this and do nothing to overcome that um you, you will start to see a lot of people in, later on in life say hey you know what like if you're not trying to better yourself then why should i why should i try to be around you why should i try to want to work with you and to be able to see more and more people saying, hey, you know what, therapy is a viable option. Therapy is someplace I want to go. That's what I want to continue to, to help and I want to continue to hear because it's so impactful and it's so helpful towards overcoming and towards being the best version of yourself. So I do think that therapy is a key piece to it. That's very true. It's very true. And so when, um, like when someone's learning to self-love, do you think that maybe they should start with um, therapy or like Basically, what I'm asking is, what's the first step in self-love? Um, I would like to first start off by saying that, hey, I'm not a therapist and I'm not a licensed psychologist. <laughs> but what I would say is, <laughs> is that I think that um, when it comes to self-love and when it comes to figuring out, out yourself, I would say that therapy would be a great first step. It would be a great place to, to be able to dive back in and say, hey, you know what? where does this come from? Where does my issue of potentially not loving myself come from? And having someone that can guide you through that process would be very helpful because if you're trying to do that on your own, you could, you could wind up misguiding yourself or you could wind up jumping into a whole different realm of where you actually didn't realize you needed to be at. I see what you're saying. And so when it comes to like healthy relationships, how important it is to how important is it, do you think it is to, um, wait, I just worded that really weird. <laughs> uh, when it comes to healthy relationships, how important is it to speak up about that? Um, I think it's very, very important to speak up about therapy, to speak up about communication, because really what, you know, a lot of this potentially boils down to is communication with yourself. 
And if you're not communicating with yourself, if you're not telling yourself you're having a bad day and you're trying to continue to force yourself to go on and you're trying to continue to force yourself to push through it, then all you're doing a lot of times is bottling that stuff up. You're bottling it up, you're bottling it up, you're bottling it up. And then it has to come out somewhere. It has to come out some way. And a lot of times it comes out in the form of taking it out on yourself and not loving yourself because you we go on social media and we see all these people doing all these fun things and we see all these people having all this great time and that's not what we're experiencing. So then we internalize that even more. So, well, if I, if, I, if I love myself, then I would do this. When really, a lot of times, we don't know what that person is going through. We don't know what that person is doing. It's just a snapshot. It's just a moment of their life. So I think that if we were to all, you know, take that opportunity to, to think about ourselves, to communicate with ourselves a little bit more so, then I, I think that that would be very helpful in terms of just figuring out where you're at what is it, you know, and then thinking about that and thinking about, well, what do I love to do? What do I want to do? And finding one way to implement that into your day, no matter what that is. I mean, like, maybe it's just, hey, I want to get outside more. Maybe I go take a walk when I get home from school, or maybe I walk home from school, or, you know, maybe I just, maybe I, maybe I, you know, really just need to find some more music in my life. So maybe that's dedicating an hour of your day to just listening to music. Yeah, I I definitely can see what you're saying. I think that we can also kind of almost relate, like, you know, learning to self-love and building those um, healthy relationships. I think we can really relate that back to bullying. And the reason why is just because, you know, when it comes to the person intentionally harming their target or their victim, they oftentimes they don't have that love within themselves. They haven't built, the bully hasn't built, built that relationship within themselves. And so that almost adds on to like their hatred on others because they're like almost reflecting their insecurities onto others. And so do you, do you find that like true to be true? Do you think that happens a lot, especially in like modern day society with like just cyberbullying or bullying in general? Cause you know, when it comes to cyberbullying, it's online. So it really doesn't stop. But do you, do you find that happening a lot? Um, I can just reflect on my personal experiences and I can say that, yeah, I, I think that that does happen a lot. I think people are oftentimes reflecting saying, hey, you know what, I'm not getting this in my life. So I'm going to take this out on someone else who also isn't receiving this in their life. Or this is an opportunity for me to feel better about myself because of this one thing that I do have so I can torment someone else because they don't have it. So I do think that at times a lot of bullying does come from someone who is hurting on the inside, not knowing how to address that, not knowing how to express that. And so I believe that, you know, hey, if, you know, um, when it comes to self-love and when it comes to figuring out for yourself, th then it's not just a case of, okay, well, hey, it's the person who's been victimized that needs assistance. It's also the person that, you know, has, that, that's portraying this abusive behavior. It's the person that, that's, you know, doing the abusing may also need that assistance, may also need that care and that grace as well, too. Um, because a lot of times if we're just like, yeah, you're just an abuser, that's who you are. You're an abuser, you're an abuser, you're an abuser. Then all of a sudden that bully is like, well, this is just who I am. And if that bully is like, well, this is just who I am, then this is what I'm going to do. And then they become locked in that mindset of, well, I got to do this because people have told me all the time on this. And the same goes for that victim as well, too, that, per that person being victimized. Then they're, once again, I'm always a victim. I'm always a victim. Well, then that's just who I am. And then I just got to take up with this. I've got to deal with it. And so a lot of times also it comes to, to, to putting a verb to the, to the action rather than labeling that person as well, too. So, you know, if we're saying, you know, the person being victimized or the person that's portraying that abusive behavior, the person that's, um, that's, that's doing the abusing, you know, and using that in a verb context rather than using that as a label for that person then. Um, but um, essentially where I wrapped up at was, I think that, yeah, just putting, um, putting a verb to the, to, the, to the action 
rather than using that term abuser or that term victim, you know, often so so often as we heavily use it, um, gives both people the opportunity and the grace to understand that change is possible, that that we can change, that whether you're you know abusing people or whether you're out there being victimized, you have the opportunity to be something more. You have the opportunity to live a healthier, fuller life. And so I know that you are creating that positive change through Project Pave. How can others get involved with Project Pave? Um, so we do have a lot of different opportunities for those people that may be potentially located within the different metro area. If you want to engage, if you want to volunteer. Um, we are also an organization who believes very heavily on collaboration. So even if you do not live within the Denver metro area, you can uh, shoot an email to info at projectpave.org um, about what you're potentially interested in or about the potential um, things in your area that are concerning you. Um, and we would be more than willing to, to sit down and have a chat about a potential way to collaborate upon that. And if you do live within the Denver metro area, um, then what we do have is we do have our youth engagement, uh, our youth community educator summer lead position. And that's a paid summer position for youth aged 14 to 19. Um, who will be alongside Project PAVE doing different projects, coming out to present with us. And if you are within the Denver metro area as well too, we are indeed taking a college level assistant for my position. So um, you would be alongside me doing a lot of work and that position would be year round, not just the summer. Awesome. Yeah, I, you guys definitely do have a lot going on. I know when I just kind of like look at the social media for it. And then when I go to the actual website, I'm like, wow like so many different things I kind of want to just like dive into and like click on this and do a bunch of different stuff. So guys, definitely, I really encourage you to check out Project Pave. It's really cool. And so Andrew, tell me what's been the most rewarding part of your journey with Project Pave? The most rewarding part of my journey with Project Pave is knowing that even in the moments where I fail, it sets up success later on down the line. Um, and what I mean by that is when I first got into this role as a youth engagement manager, um, I was given a project called the Thing Like a Genius Challenge. And this is a summertime challenge that is now currently hosted by Colorado Young Leaders and Haley Krowitz um, throughout the summertime. But I absolutely failed. I could not get a team together. I could not get my team to cohesively meet consistently. So I had to pull back from the competition. And what I thought was an absolute and utter failure I got to meet Haley Krowitz within this meeting and she is a wonderful, fantastic person. Uh, absolutely the pinnacle of, to me, youth engagement, the ability to recruit youth. Um, and um, through that and just the simple continuous meetings, we actually partnered with Colorado Young Leaders, which is a fantastic organization out here, um, doing a lot of outdoor service adventures and activities. And they've called on Project Pay to say, hey, you know what? We do all these fun things outside. Can we get some deeper content for while we're out there? And so we were actually recently awarded um, Colorado Young Leaders Program Partner of the Year. Um, so to me, knowing that even throughout my failures, I've been able to set up success later on down the line has been the most rewarding part, as well as being able to continuously be here and see that youth are, you know, continuously making this change within their lives and they're growing. And the youth that steps in the door when they're, you know, a potential ninth grader or when they're, you know, a junior just introducing themselves to Project Pave. And what we see as they head off to college is a drastically different person who's more confident in themselves, who's more whole in their ability to say, hey, you know what, I can navigate relationships in my life, not just my own dating relationships, but when I'm meeting with friends, when I'm, uh, you know, as I'm growing and as I'm becoming an adult, navigating that with my parents, is that relationship drastically changes when you become an adult. So just seeing the youth that I've impacted and knowing that, Failure is never truly failure as long as you can grow from it. That's some really good advice to share with our audience. So thank you for sharing that. 
And so what are your um, hopes and dreams moving forward? Uh, well, my hopes and dreams moving forward for Project Paper are to continue to see us grow, continue to see us collaborate with other organizations, um, uh, not just here within the Denver metro area. I, I think being able to collaborate potentially with other organizations all across the country. And, you know, if, if we are lucky and the opportunity presents itself around the world, because youth are the future wholeheartedly. And if we can continue to find more ways to engage youth, if we can continue to let youth know that they have the opportunity to have these discussions, you don't have to just make these assumptions. You don't have to go through life learning about it in the moment. Then I think a lot more youth will find that, you know, that they're a lot more healthier and they're a lot happier, but also that the damage that social media does from seeing that all the time, all the time, all the time will be a bit lessened because youth understand that, hey, you know what, this, this isn't what life is like, this isn't what my life has to be like, and as long as I'm comfortable in my own skin, and as long as I'm comfortable with those around me, then I can do something, and I can make changes that are positive, and get me to where I want to be at. Well, thank you again for joining me, and sharing your journey, and sharing that amazing advice that I know a lot, and a lot more of youth um, need to listen to, and really need to understand, so Thank you again for joining me today. I want to once again be very thankful that you allowed me to be on your podcast. Um, Project Pave is also very happy to be able to say that we're continuing to do more work and that the people around us are so diverse and that we're able to reach so many different uh, audiences. So once again, just thank you for having me out here and to all the people that watch uh, that are watching this. Thank you for listening. Do you want to share the social media and website for Project Pave? Yes, uh, you can find Project Pave on Facebook and on Instagram at Project Pave. And then if you were looking for our website, you can go to projectpave.org. And there's a bunch of different stuff on there to get connected with us to see what we're doing, some of our impact numbers. So uh, projectpave.org and then uh, along Instagram and Facebook, Project Pave. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope to see you guys at future Race to Speak Up podcasts. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at race to speak up at gmail.com. Make sure to follow at Race to Speak Up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates on future podcasts. And head over to my website, www.racetospeakup.com to check out all things Race to Speak Up. Join the Humanity Rising movement. Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And remember to ask yourself this one question, how do you race to speak up?